What's good, everyone? Welcome back to my first kicks. This is episode 101, and I'm your host, Haas. This week, we welcome Brian Medeiros, who is the other half of Nacho's Average Finds on YouTube. You know, it was a, it's a great episode, so <laughs> this might be a short one because we do go pretty long. Uh, we talk a lot about, I don't know where that British accent came from, but we talk a lot about content creating, how he sees YouTube, how he sees sneaker content creation in the future, pre post. Um, so we talk about this podcast, what I would like to see this podcast evolve into, and also what I would like to see the sneaker community evolve into, which I feel like I talk about every week. So it's a really good episode. Brian, and I just connect and, and we talk about the beginning of Nacho's Average Finds and we talk about what he's doing now and how he's trying to evolve what he's doing and figure out the YouTube and also the social media algorithms in order to get more views and more eyes on the content that he's bringing, which also has a lot of value in terms of storytelling which, you know, I'm the biggest fan of. So if you are new here, just know I won't be able to get Dave Ortiz on every episode. <laughs> but episode 100 marked a what I feel a legendary moment in the podcast career. I think, you know, as I started this podcast, that being able to interview somebody that I looked up to a lot in terms of just creativity and being out there was such an honor. So I'm hoping I can do some of that, some more of that as this podcast grows. Um, it's been a hell of a week. I put out the actual video of that podcast and I will be putting out the video for this podcast as well. I'm going to try to figure out how I'm going to make it more consistently. So like you'll definitely have audios on Friday today and it depends on how long it'll take me to put up the video, but the video will be going up for this podcast and all podcasts. If the guests can and do want to do video, because, you know, there are a lot of people who collect sneakers, who talk about sneakers and do not want to show their face, such like Sock Jig or 23 Penny. Like, so not all episodes will have video, but if it allows for it, I'm going to put it up. So make sure you follow that YouTube, subscribe, like, subscribe, like and subscribe. And also do not to get forget to just share everything, everything, right? Leave a review, leave a comment, you know, give me, give the podcast five stars on Spotify. Give us five stars on Apple podcast, write a little review of what you think about the podcast and it'll go a long way. So on to where you can find Brian, you can find him on all social medias as Brian underscore M E D E R O S underscore uh, his main or all his sneaker related work will be on at Nacho's Average Finds. Uh, he also hosts the co-host of the Sneaker Enthusiast podcast. So check that out. I think they're kind of on hiatus. I know he mentioned it on this episode, but. And you know where to find me. I am who is Haas on all social media. Follow the podcast on My First Kicks pod. Follow the TikTok, My First Kicks. I've been posting, trying to be more consistent. So, you know, as long as numbers go up, I will post more. I will also be posting more on Instagram. And I don't know. I don't know about Twitter. We'll see. But if you have a My First Kicks story, send that to myfirstkickspod at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, if you, if you have any questions, how about that? 
send those also to my first kicks pod at gmail.com use and please i implore you because i'm noticing that i'm the only one posting on this hashtag but please use the hashtag my first kicks if you're ever posted any kicks if you're ever using doing any captions on some images of kicks or it has or telling a story with kicks use my first kicks as the hashtag would love to see it would love to repost everything on the twitters instagrams tiktok be real no i'm not on be real but it would be greatly appreciated would like to get the word as we are on episode 101 with my guest brian medeiros Hey, Brian, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you having me, Haas. This is a, is a pleasure, bro. I'm humbled. No, man, this is a huge honor because I had Nacho on early on. That's right. I don't know, I don't know what episode he was, but he was very early on. And you're going to be episode 101. I'm, I'm humbled, bro. I'm honored. <laughs> it's crazy. You're, you know, you got to be a good episode. You're coming after the creator of The Bacons, Dave uh, Ortiz. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I listened to his podcast uh, with Complex. Mm-hmm. during the pandemic or whenever the bacon is dropped there yeah he's he's a great storyteller so it's some big shoes to fill for sure <laughs> yeah but, so uh for people who aren't uh familiar with you you know well, so, introduce uh, yourself. yeah happy to do it so i'm i i have a youtube channel called nacho average finds my brother nacho who you obviously interviewed on the show mm-hmm. i'm sort of like the creative brains behind everything um, my brother's kind of more the star power He'll be the first one to tell you like he doesn't know anything about cameras, about editing, even about YouTube or just like content in general. He knows the mm-hmm. culture, like the back. He's seen like sneakers. From, I wouldn't say from the birth, but he's seen it like become like this. It was like this real small thing, mm-hmm. niche thing into like what it is now. It's a mainstream billion dollar industry. Um, you know, there's actual there's a sneakerhead now. That, there's that term, mm-hmm. uh, but he he lived he lived that so. Anyways, yeah, I uh, started the YouTube channel with him like, I don't know, five years ago. Uh, started out with us going to Ross and just looking mm-hmm. for steals and stuff. Um, I can tell you the whole origin story if you'd like. It's a quite a, li- a long story. <laughs> no, I think he covered it in, in this episode, in his episode. So you don't got to talk about okay. it in your episode. Yeah, he, he <laughs> it, but, um, but yeah, I do. I do that. We, we got, I don't know how many subscribers now, 150,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, that's what I do. I love and I also, I just love YouTube. I love YouTube. I love sneakers. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you see all the shoes back there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, it's kind of a problem, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like most of you guys probably listening. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have an issue with money on sneakers. <laughs> the uh, same, the same problem that we all have. <laughs> so, I'm just a regular guy. I got a YouTube channel. I do sneakers. My name is Brian. I'm happy to be here, dude. <laughs> yeah. Happy to have you on. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think you're. You're definitely starting to spread your wings and get more in front of the camera as well. So I think it's it's great. Like I've been loving the content you've been putting out, you know. And so yeah, to have you on is just as equal as an honor as having Nacho on in the first place too, as well. So thank you, man. Yeah, but you know, you're here to answer the question that I ask everybody each week, and that is, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely need to have? You know, it's funny. Uh, whenever I get asked this question, I don't know where to go because I wasn't always a sneakerhead. Like the way mm-hmm. I became a sneakerhead was kind of a, it was almost like an accident. Like I caught the bug the same way somebody might catch COVID or an illness or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. so not to go too far into the origin story, but when I was, when I started the YouTube channel with my brother, I, for a long time, I did music. All right. I went to school for music. I studied music, pursued music as a career, did it professionally mm-hmm. a little bit. And, um, and it's just, it's a tough, that's a tough gig. All right. Cause it, it really, what, 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 what's really hard about that is you have to get picked out of a crowd. I was trying to be uh-huh. a film composer, like write music for film, TV shows, that kind of thing. Like the competition is insane. Right. And that's in any kind of industry, but you have no control over the trajectory of your career. Uh-huh. Right. And so, uh, I remember I was like sick one day and I was, uh, just like laying on the couch watching YouTube. And I was watching one of my favorite YouTubers. His name is Abroad in Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And I just remember being like, I can make, I can do something like this, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I felt compelled and I bought like a fucking, four, can I cuss on here? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, bought a, I bought a fucking like $1,400. It was like, I was looking at the receipt. This is like in 2017, 2016. I bought like, it was like a $2,000 camera bundle with like the lens. Mm-hmm. And um and I uh I it was it was almost intuitive. I w- I wanted to start a channel, but I didn't know how to work a camera, so I started doing photography, learned how to operate a camera. Then I was like, all right, well, I guess it's start time for me to start a channel. And I started thinking to myself, like, man, I can't I can't be the guinea pig. I can't be the first one. So I started thinking about my family, and I was like, you know what? My brother has a fucking weird obsession with finding sneakers at Ross. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird to me. It was interesting to me. And so I hit that fool up, and I'm like, yo, let me flip the camera on you. And he was like. I guess. And uh, I did, I did my little research, learned about YouTube, like learned the whole game. And uh, anyways, we started making videos. It started, uh, it started picking up. It wasn't anything huge. We had like maybe, I don't know, 500 subscribers, a thousand subscribers of a, just like, there was this weird niche on YouTube of people who went to Ross and found deals. Mm-hmm. And we weren't growing. We hit a plateau somewhere around 2000 subscribers, maybe 4,000 even. And, um, and so, I started to think to myself, like, yo, like we can't, this is a gimmick. Like we can't just keep going like, cause it would take us like fucking 10 stores. We had to go to 10 stores in like a weekend. Yeah. Footage for episode. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, we got to figure something out. So I was watching Vox. I don't know. Have you ever seen that YouTube channel? Yeah, of course. They like do these like really in-depth explainers about like really like complex political topics or scientific things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was just like, what if I did that, but with sneakers, right? And so I was like, fuck, I, I made this video. It was called, um, I think it was called like how champion, the rise of champion, the rise and fall of champion or something like that. The rise mm-hmm. of champion, how a hundred year old brand became cool again because at the time champion was huge. Yeah. And uh, I did, yeah, I didn't show my face. I tried to make it like Vox. It's terrible. Like I watch it back. It's a terrible video. Mm-hmm. And it got like 700 hits, 700 views. And it was terrible. We usually get like, I don't know, 7,000 at that point. We were getting pretty good views. Mm-hmm. Um, and like three months went by and my brother was clowning me hard for making that video because I really worked hard on it. Excuse me. And he was like clowning me like, oh, you know, it was stupid. Like it was a waste of time. But <laughs> like, yeah. It was Christmas day. Or it was Christmas Eve and I'm with my brother mm-hmm. and our phones are just going crazy, bro crazy like what is going on like i opened my my shit and like i'm opening it and it's getting like eighty thousand hundred thousand four hundred thousand views five hundred thousand until it hit like i don't know how many views it has now a million two million or something and i remember being like holy shit right i think uh-huh. i found it i need i need to make more of these and i started making more of them and i started getting more specific into sneakers like we made one about the air force one we made one about the hirachi and it was me doing everything like my brother, mm-hmm. of course, had like creative input. He was like, don't say this. Talk about this. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I did the Hirachi. I did the Air Max 97. I remember doing the Air Max 95. And I remember being like, wow, this shoe is inspired by like human anatomy. It's inspired mm-hmm. by like, you know, you could see this, like the spinal um, patterns on it. it look like a spine. Mm-hmm. And you can see like the, the, the mesh or whatever the material is near the, um, near the lace lace Mm holes or the lace holes look like a they're supposed to look like tendons and it just made sense right and then like yeah how they it or you know the earth's erosion like a canyon you know Mm -hmm. the 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 gradient of the The way that yeah and i just remember being like it was just being seduced by that and being like i have to own these shoes like if i'm going to be doing this i need to own like my first i was in my head i was like i'm a creative i'm doing this shit like because i want to win on youtube i want to learn youtube and it's creative fulfilling mm-hmm. at the time i was like writing the music for all the stuff for all the episodes too anyways and slowly dude i got like seduced by that shit and like next video like the jordan 5 and i'm like oh shit it's inspired oh my god and like now like yeah. when I look at the sneaker it's like holy shit i have to have it <laughs> and basically yeah. that's, that just like became an obsession and then i like now i'm obsessed with sneakers mm-hmm. now like i'm in a car i'm driving and I know I'm rambling. I'll answer the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. My bad. Um, this, this makes for a good podcast, believe it or not. I podcast it, and I always let people ramble. Um, I'm in a car and I'm just like looking at everybody's shoes, like <laughs> judging everybody. I mean, not judging anybody, but you're just observing, you know? Like, oh, right, yeah. Those are fire. Um, but anyways, um, 
So I, I don't know if I should start with, usually when people ask me that question, you know, what was this, this, this pair of sneakers that set it off for you? I never know if I should go with like that era or like when I was a skater, um, I remember the SXL, mm-hmm. uh, the company S, there was a shoe called the SXL. It was this black suede shoe with a, with a gum bottom that was like one of those like fat, like 90s sneakers. Mm-hmm. And it was among, at least in Fresno where I grew up, among like at the skate park that I went to, it was like a status symbol, right? Um, especially if you had like a fresh pair, like all suede just looked fire, right? Mm-hmm. And um, like people used to ca- carry like two pairs of them, like one in your backpack and then one to skate because like you would skate them. And then when you were done with your session, you would like, like an athlete, you know, you think you would like, you'd be in your street clothes. Yeah. You have your SXLs and you, there was all <laughs> kinds of different colorways that were like hella coveted. I remember there was these really fire, like um, white leather ones with like blue accents, maybe mm-hmm. blue accents. Oh dude, those were so fire back then. You found <laughs> like the, the Lacoste polo and some denim jeans. Uh-huh. That was hard. So, sounds crazy. Yeah. Sounds crazy. Everybody, so that, that <laughs> shoe was my first, like, uh, my first where I got like, well, I understood like, not, I wouldn't say the power of footwear or sneakers or whatever, but it, I mean, it is powerful in terms of like what you're signaling to other people. Uh-huh. Like, yo, this is, this is who I fucked with. This is like my crew. This is like the subculture that I'm about. Uh-huh. It is powerful in that way. But it, um, it was more of like a, I started to understand like that kind of culture kind of like, and that's kind of what sneakers is. I mean, and for a lot of people like, yeah, you, I mean, for me, like I love the stories of sneakers, but for a lot mm-hmm. of people, it's like there's the stories and then there's like the head nod, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, when I wear a pair of sneakers, like the other day I was um, in a gas station, I was driving out of town and I had on the, the ZX 8000s, the Aquas. Mm-hmm. This dude said to me, he was like, yo, those are fire. Like, uh, pro- th- those are dope. Or he said, nice, nice ZX 8000s like that. And I just felt like, oh my God, like this dude knows me. Like, <laughs> my brother like that dude like i don't know whenever like it's just like anybody who collects sneakers like already has a past for me mm-hmm. especially if they're like willing to give you a head nod and talk about it and they know what's up especially somebody who knows the zx8000 because that's like a very specific type of sneakerhead mm-hmm. in the uk um but i i started to understand that way back then with uh with skateboarding culture and the sxl so i guess that would have been my first pair yeah, uh, just to just to give the the listeners a little synopsis of the SXL uh, S was well also and also S. I'll just talk about this whatever S has on their website right now. So S was created in 1995 to advance skate comfort, style, and functions to the new to new levels. The the XL OG has been worn by the greatest world's greatest skateboarders been a major reason for the progression of modern day skateboarding and has been voted the number one skate shoe numerous times in the media around the globe. Uh, Apparently it has an advanced cup sole construction providing supreme comfort, durability and grip. Uh, It's got a puffy tongue to keep your foot snug and have a fresh 90s look. Uh, <laughs> it's got perforated side panels and uh, for, uh, for foot ves- ventilation and a fresh style. And of course, you get the iconic S branding on the tongue, heel, insole, and the lower centered lace loop. And the shoe is all suede, which is, I mean, iconic. I remember... Cause like this was definitely, I mean, this is definitely the model that DC took and was just like, nah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do our own thing. Nah, DC, DC <laughs> did it first. I, you DC know, did I, it. I, I made a podcast clip. I yeah. podcast and I, I talked about the specific shoe. Um, and the founder of DC, Damon Way, commented. He was mm-hmm. like, "What about DC?" <laughs> he was like, "Yo, bro, he's called me out." I was like, "Uh, you know what? <laughs> you're absolutely right." Because if you look up, if you look up, like if you're at home right now, and you. And you're in front of your computer or your mm-hmm. phone or whatever. If you Google uh, DC Damon Way One, like the first mm-hmm. Damon Way shoe, it looks like an Excel. Like they were the first ones to like, well, one of the first ones definitely to like make that shoe, like, you know, market it and make it like a commercial um, thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely DC, but that, that whole era looked like that. But I think the SXL is the most aesthetically pleasing. And now they make a, a slim version of it. SXL slim. Yeah. All like puffy. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, people, skaters still wear it. I mean, it's not the, the shoe of choice, but back then it was like, like I said, it was like, you know, a pair of Jordan ones or something. 
Yeah, I mean, you came to the skate homies. They were like, "Oh, shit, you got the you got the all brown ones, you got the orange ones." Like there was so many colorways. Yeah, I just think like I mean, I remember seeing these like the ones that I've always saw and were definitely that like tan colorway, whatever they're brown. New book colorway that I that looks like um, I remember playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater two mm-hmm. I think and they were in there and I almost bought a pair because I was like I need to find it but like I grew up in Queens and Queens New York so it's like there's no no skate shops around in Queens so like you had to like go to Manhattan or like Brooklyn in order to find a skate shop so it was hard to find skate shoes oh yeah did did you ever own a pair of skate shoes back like when you were younger. Nah, cause I, so I was trying to get into skateboarding. I've been skateboarding all my life. Like, but when I learned, when I try to learn how to skateboard, it just all, it went bad. I don't have the coordination for it and nor do I have the, like the will to be like, all right, I'm going to fall down. I have to keep getting back up and go. You know, I learned a lot. I know this is not a skateboarding podcast, but I learned a lot about life from skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you just said. Determination, failure, um, creativity you know, fucking form even like form. There's form to that shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, I, fucking, yeah. Uh, I learned everything through that through skateboarding. And I, and, um, and if I wouldn't have torn my ACL when I was 17 years old, I'm like, I'm like that uncle, you know what I'm saying? I would have made it to the league. <laughs> I would have made it to the league, bro. I was sponsored. I was killing it. I was skating. Uh-huh. I, was, I was doing all kinds of shit. Just look it up on YouTube, man. Put Brian Madero's skateboarding sponsor me tape. You'll see it. I'm gonna put it in the, in the description God, of this podcast. It was one of the first videos uploaded on YouTube. I remember YouTube first came out. Mm-hmm. I was 13 years old, bro. And uh, fuck, this must have been 2000. No, I was 15, 2005, 2006. I don't know when YouTube first came out, it was like the first year. And I said, fuck, I'm putting my fucking sponsor me tape on there. And so me and my friend, I uploaded it. I edited it on Windows Movie Maker in my parents, my, my dad's room. <laughs> I, I remember I put a Jay Dilla song on that shit and I uploaded uh-huh. it. And uh, I put my fucking, I was so stupid. I put my phone number on there. Oh my God. Because <laughs> back then, that's how you got sponsored. You would give it to a skate shop and hopefully mm-hmm. they would show it to the skate shop owner or the team manager, whoever the fuck. And they would watch it and be like, oh, and you put your phone number and they'd call you and be like, yo, we want you on the team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, anyways, I left my number on there. And so I remember like for years, like for almost like eight years, like my mom, I was already like in college and my mom would call me. These kids keep calling. They say they're from like zero skateboards. They say they're from birdhouse. They're like prank calling me. Uh huh. But anyways, that video has a mass like 200,000 views or something like that. <laughs> one of the first like skate, uh, like sponsor me tapes on. It doesn't even say it. It just says my, my sponsor me tape. That's the name. Mm-hmm. That's the title. But if you put Brian Madero's, it'll come up. But, um, but yeah, dude, I was really into skateboarding. Like it was, I learned a lot from it. I learned. Well, I mean, it's crazy because like that's so like my love for skateboarding grew into my love for Nike SB because I couldn't skate at all. But like I would hang around skaters or like I would watch all the tapes and stuff like that. Like, I mean, if you don't it, like getting into Nike SB kind of like made me love it even more because there was that community of the literally just Nike SB community and that branched into the skateboarding community. I, I, let me talk to you about Nike SB because mm-hmm. <laughs> I lived through this shit. Nike skateboarding. When Nike SB came out, bro, we were so anti, like it was fuck that. It was like, fuck. We were so counterculture. Mm-hmm. So like anti-hero and anti, like, like when Nike first came out and was like, we're going to, we're going to do this in the skateboard market. And I think they signed, um, I think Paul Rodriguez might have been the first skateboarder and he was one of my favorite skaters. But when, even when Paul Rodriguez signed with Nike, I remember like feeling a little bit angry. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think? like, because I was, I, I, I was like, when SXLs, I told you I had DCs, like it was so homegrown, you know, mm-hmm. you really had to like pay your dues if you want to. That's why, you know, there's that whole, like, you know, oh, you're a poser or whatever, or there's that whole, like, you know, in movies, like, the skaters are kind of mean or whatever, and that there's some truth to that back then, for sure. Oh, no, there is. Oh, real soft now. But back then, it was like... <laughs> back then, yeah. But you get called out if you, like, if you got a board and there's, like, no scratches on it, scratches on it and shit, mm-hmm. and come to the park, you try to get in line for the next, because there's, like, etiquette and shit, like, when you go to the skate park or wherever you're skating, there's etiquette. Like, you're at the spot, you get your trick, you get, you, you get your attempt, and then the next person, and then there's, like, there's certain, like, things like 
yeah. clap and shit. And like, there's all these things. But if you rolled up and you have like a helmet on <laughs> and you got like, you're going to get clowned. Like really, yeah. clown you. I wasn't the kind of, I wasn't a bully like that. I mean, I would have clowned my friends, but I, I never, but there was that, that existed. Anyways, when Nike first came out with Nike, with the Nike SB program, Mm-hmm. There was so much hate towards it. It was so like, it was so like controversial in the skateboarding world. Mm-hmm. And I didn't support Nike for a long time. I was like, fuck Nike, fuck Nike, fuck Nike. And then finally, um, I, they they signed like Eric Costin, and then they got like a whole team, and they did it right. You know, I, I now I know like through learning the history of, from making the videos on Not Your Average Finds, mm-hmm. the history of Nike SB, like Sandy Bodecker really tried to like be true and be uh, respectful to skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And in a way they did that, you know, they had that, they, they, they did they, in a real corporate way because they did, they did kind of, you know, I mean, it's business. So like, like there's companies, I don't know if you've ever heard of Lakai. Of course. I know all the companies, you know, man. all the companies. <laughs> we're, on, we're on a sneaker podcast. <laughs> I mean, some people don't know, you know, Lakai was like, oh, yeah. when I first came out like that, like, it shouldn't have been Nike SB. It should have been like Lakai. It should have been DC. It should have been Globe. It should have been fucking Etnies or whatever. These should have been Osiris. Osiris. Like, you know? Yeah. And so in my opinion, I wish they would have like had their Nike. I wish the Nike Dunk would have been that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, I, I do kind of feel bad for those brands, but like I said, it's business and Nike just came in and like, now they took over the game. They have like Niger Houston. Now they have all the best skaters. Mm-hmm. They dominate the market. And, um, I mean, it's funny because like, it, like even if like King of the Road, where like you know skate teams just King battle for you, road. yeah. But oh, like they don't have, they don't even have a team on there, or like they don't have, they have a, they have a, they have a team that reps them, but they also let those skaters like roll with like say like a Plan B or like uh you know Girl, because like that's that's the. They'll be like, oh, yeah, they're also sponsored by Nike SB. Like, that's their signature shoe or whatever. Or, but, yeah. They yeah. stayed in their lane in terms of, like, they just stayed in footwear. They didn't start, they didn't start a board company. Yeah. I just think it's, I definitely think that, it, I mean, I understood when the skaters are like, oh, you wear SBs. Like, you know, they, they're, it's basically you're just giving company to uh, giving money to like a bigger company instead of just like helping the actual skateboard brands that help the skateboard uh, stores. Cause like a lot of it is just basically, oh, uh, you should be lucky to have Nike in your store. Like, and, and that's, that's like always been the attitude. And I still think that that's what it is now, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, they, they have that leverage to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you should be lucky that because, yeah. Because people would literally go to the store and like, do you guys have Nike? Literally. Mm-hmm. Say no, they're never coming back there. <laughs> and that's a bad look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how powerful the brand is. So it's like the same thing with like Coke and Pepsi, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, do, you, do you guys have any Pepsi? No, we have Coke. You know what I mean? And eventually, nah, I'm out. <laughs> no, eventually you're like, all right, I'll have the Coke. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> that's kind of what happened with skaters. For real. I was like, mm-hmm. right, I guess I'll get these dunks. <laughs> That's literally how I got into it. I was like, all right. I remember like kids in, I remember this kid, his name was Giovanni in mm-hmm. high school. He, um, he had all the dunks. He had the, the Raymans. He had the fucking Heinekens. He had the, um, he even had the Tiffany's and we skated him. We skated I mean, him. that's what they're there for. Yeah. We skated the shit out of him. <laughs> he, let us, he let me, my, we were just, all three of us were the same size. He wasn't a skater. Mm-hmm. He let us borrow the Tiffany's and we skated them. <laughs> all right. Now that's mean. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was cool with it. He was like, all right, but we skated him. He thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he made us do a lace swap, but yeah, we skated the shit out of him. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I like, I, cause like, I remember like back in those days where, and I don't know, I don't even know if that's what it is now, but I remember being like, damn, you skated those. And, and, I think, like, I guess with old age, I'm like, yeah, man, freaking destroy them joints. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. That's what they're there for. That's what they're created for. Especially like after when they started doing the different material swaps in between it. So like you should be skating them and and be putting them through the test so you can see a different shoe after. I was like, yeah, this is what this is what it's about. Like yeah. it's about wearing your kicks. Yeah. To this day, I wear all my shoes. I don't I don't ever clean my sneakers. Never. Yeah. You'll never see me like it's just there's no time for that. Who has time? 
I mean, like, you know, my brother, he loves cleaning his shoes. Like it's therapeutic for him. Mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll have, I have some like all white, but they're not all white, but they're predominantly white Adidas over there that just like, they're just sitting by the door and like, they're getting dirty, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? My brother would be going insane right now. No, yeah. I'll kick him to the side. <laughs> you know when you take off your sneakers and you, you, you're supposed to take them off with your hands, but sometimes you just like take it off with your other foot. No, I don't. I don't take them off. I, even like fresh kicks, I'll just take them off with my feet. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, some people are like, nah, because you get the other, you get the back of the shoe dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, where my shoes get the the, and maybe it's the same for you. Maybe you could talk about this, but for me, like the my shoes when, the way they get scuffed up the most is from the grease on the. Uh, on the gas and brake pedals of my car. No, I don't even drive, so I don't. I can't talk about this. <laughs> I, in our Facebook group, sneaker enthusiasts, yeah, uh, some some girl I remember a while ago. She posted a picture and she had like paper towels in the car, and she would like put her because you're. Oh yeah, I see that. It goes up like this. Your other, yeah. not the one that's driving, but the other foot will go up mm-hmm. a little bit, and like the bottom part of the shoe will like get a little dirty from the mat. Mm-hmm. She she would put like a fucking um paper towel to make sure that the red 11s don't get <laughs> that's wild i mean i don't wild, right? i mean i just uh, kicks, man they look good when you wear them mm-hmm. they look good you know what i mean yeah i think i think a lot of people needs to get into that into that habit of just being like yo that's what they're for and 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 people that have many pairs needs to just be like all right just rotate them out you know i agree yeah i think it's it's definitely just I don't know. We grew, we, especially when you grew up with not having a lot, like people are just coming into that habit of being like, Oh, we got to keep them as clean as possible for as long as possible. That's how, that's exactly what happened with my brother. Like I, I remember my, my parents telling him like straight up, like if we buy, cause I never gave a fuck. I didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. I wore my fucking, uh, whatever the fuck Mega Man shoes with the light ups. Like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, my brother was, he's a little older than me. He's like five years older. So he he was always the one like taking up the time at the mall. We went to the mall. I just wanted to go to KB Toys and get my fucking toy, or whatever. My mom would just give me whatever, whatever at Payless. But for my brother, it was always like begging my dad or my mom, mainly my dad. You know, like buy me these, buy me these, buy me these. I remember my dad like really. We had immigrant parents. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad like telling him like in Spanish, like you better like if you don't take care of these, like I'm never buying you a new pair of sneakers ever again. <laughs> And he's like, all right, fine, I'll buy it. I'll, I'll take care of them. And I remember like he always had the little cleaner kits, like even even like the 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 shitty ones. You remember mm-hmm. like the one, they're like it's like a can and like the scrub is the top yeah. is the cap. Oh yeah, the foot locker special, yo. They always try to sell you that joint once you once you try to get in there. He was like, I just remember his room always smelling like that. Now, he was <laughs> real obsessive about that shit. And fun fact, and he knows this, I used to like when when I was in high school, he was like, he was getting in trouble and shit. He was like going to jail, like for getting in fights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, whenever he was in, whenever he was in jail, I used to just go up in there and take whatever the fuck I wanted. <laughs> but this was like, I was like 16, 15. So like, I was like, this was when I was like, finally like talking to girls and stuff. And I'd go to like a party mm-hmm. having like denim dunks. I had his denim dunks. I wear them. They're a little bit too big, but I wear his like air forces or whatever, whatever he had in there, whatever was fire. I wear them and then I put them back and he, he told me, I, I thought he never noticed, but recently he told me, he's like, I, I know you did that shit. I could tell. You <laughs> shouldn't say anything. He had, you know what he had? He had the pro keds. I don't know if you remember these. Mm-hmm. He had the Dame Dash when Dame Dash bought pro keds. You remember? Oh, that? nah. Nah, I don't remember that. A long time ago. Um, Dame Dash. I think this is after the fallout that he had with Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, I think Jay bought him out. I think this is correct me if I'm wrong. I, I apologize if I'm not being factual here, but I think this is how it went down. They had the little falling out. Jay bought him out from, from walkware. He took all the money. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it was all the money, but he took a significant portion of the money and invested it and acquired um, ProCads or acquired the rights to ProCads, mm-hmm. like use it, whatever. He got the green light to do whatever you wanted with the brand, basically. And he was going to try to revive it. And it was a failure. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say it's a failure. I and mean, culturally, I would say it was a failure. Uh, yeah, because uh, coming I because mean, you know nobody cares about the shoes anymore. But they came out <laughs> with pro kids, mm-hmm. and they had the scratch and sniff ones, the Oreos. My yeah. brother had those, 
And I used to wear the fuck out of those. He had those. They were fire. I'm a D. I don't know. I've never seen those. I'm going to have to see. You probably can't even find them, but you could just look up ProCAD's um, like chocolate scratch and sniff or something like that. Maybe. Chocolate. But he had them. Um, there was a little store in Fresno that stole them, um, called FTK, that sold uh, mm-hmm. all those like boutique items. Uh, it was real short lived. I think he, he only had like, he only did like a run for like a year, year and a half, and then, and then it all went to shit. I'm getting nothing. Yeah. I mean, I think I found some on eBay. I was curious about them because I'm nostalgic about them. Yeah. Another thing with sneakers, you know, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. That's it, it. Leads a lot of a lot to a lot of buying purchases for people and for myself too. Um, but I remember like scrolling eBay looking for them. If I ever find them, bro, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a link. No, yeah, I got to see them because that sounds crazy. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even know. But I mean, what I'm finding is Asics has a, pair, a straight up had a scratch and sniff pack. And so that's interesting. Yeah. Because I would totally buy a pair of scratch and sniff sneakers, to be honest. <laughs> I, I had an idea the other day. I was driving to work and I was thinking mm-hmm. to myself, like, yo, like, if we ever got like two million subs and a deal with Nike, like, what would our collab be? Mm-hmm. I think I think as a content creator, that's what we all get that point because like I've always I've also thought about that as well. Yeah, it's, it's so fun to entertain <laughs> those thoughts and like yeah. can't help it. And I just remember thinking to myself like, what will we do? Now, of course, like we could tell a story like we're from Fresno, you know, it's the the fucking grape or grape capital or raisin city or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So we'll put purple mm-hmm. on it, blah, blah blah, and that that's fine. You could do that from Fresno. We we'll do Fresno State Bulldog colors, whatever. But I was thinking like, how could we actually make something cool? And I was thinking, like, what if we made like a sneaker with a hundred gimmicks in it, like a hundred, like literally like some clickbait shit, like you know, hundred hidden features in the sneaker. Like people upload this shit on YouTube and find all these new things about them. And <laughs> That's I'm, crazy. I remember thinking to myself, like, one, I know it is crazy, and no brand would ever do this. <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, like, it'd be sick. Like, there's a little tab on the fucking like beneath like the insole and shit like you open it up and there's like a little depart- compartment or just all that kind- she was gonna be like five grand bro <laughs> all kinds of cra- no like in a cheap way scratch and, shit, scratch and sniff will be one it's gotta it's definitely gotta be like you you do the you do the one thing is uh, over for it a hundred a hundred, hundred things so like you can you can you can change you can change the color of one letter and like yeah, and then you pull it of- off yeah something that like that you know like, and it's creative I don't know like all kinds of crazy shit like that. I feel, I feel like I just thought like, I mean, that would never happen. No brand would ever want to do that because it, <laughs> it makes sense log- logistically, I guess. You never know. One of these like, small like, brands. If you don't, if you don't compromise, yeah. you really make, there's a hundred gimmicks in this shoe. There's a hundred <laughs> hidden features and it looks fire. Dude, I, I feel like that would be viral. <laughs> I can't wait till Harrison Neville's like, I got the shoe with a hundred gimmicks. <laughs> be the one. He might be the one to do it. I don't know. I mean, right. it, it, if he listens to this, maybe this, we gave him an idea, but you gotta, you gotta be like copyright sneaker enthusiast. <laughs> you gotta give, you gotta give all the trademark pending. Average fines. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if he does it, if he gives me the props, I'm cool with it. I don't care. <laughs> He's like, I was listening to this podcast. It's like, this one guy, I don't even know his name. <laughs> this is a whole original thought. Original thought. <laughs> this wasn't a viral clip. It's going to be the first. I think, who, who do you think out of all the YouTubers who, like, I'm just asking, like, who do you think is going to be the first to get, like, a real sneaker deal? I know mm-hmm. Seth uh, has done some some things mm-hmm. with that, that one, um, like, there's like a small mom and pop brand. Yeah. Pretty but cool. like a legit, like a, like a big three s- sneaker deal. Yeah. And, and what's, who else got a deal? Um, Fomer, Fomer mm-hmm. and Buckets had that. They did a sock. Yeah. They did the Sockanese. I think um, that was a whole, that was a whole like creator pack. It was right. Yeah. I think Tony Two Wilds got one maybe. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you're right. It's, it was like four creators. I know I have previous guests on uh, Morgan. Morgan Sneaker Room. Okay, yeah. uh, he he has the Bullet uh, RC one. Oh, he does. So yeah, so he's. I mean, he's been following sneaker culture for a while. You think it's gonna be Harrison? I, I think set up for it. him and Seth. Nah, I think it's Jack. Jack Slade's gonna get it. Oh, you? Th- oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Too. Uh-huh. He, he's so like in that world, and um, I feel like he has he not had one. I don't think so, but he gets everything super early. He gets yeah. He has like a real connection with the band. Yeah, he's been doing this for a long time. He deserves it. Yeah, I feel like 
if he did it, he, he would kill it. I'd love, I'd love that for him. Cause like, yeah, I mean, he's the one that he's consistently always putting content out. Mm-hmm. He's consistently just like, he never like he, it, he definitely just, he's himself as well. So it's hard for him to be like, for them to be like, nah, we're not going to do that. And not give you a shoe, especially because he's been doing this. He has 1.3 million subscribers. So, yep. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not not see how he had. He wouldn't be getting a shoe, but I also could see as how easy it is to become a sneaker um, YouTuber, or whatever, following that algorithm of like rating shoes and and just basically you're just spending money to buy the shoes and and review them or whatever. Like it is a very easy lane to get into. Here's something really interesting: we've never reviewed a sneaker on our channel. No, you haven't. I know that for sure. <laughs> we stand out. Yeah, we're, fuck that. We're not gonna do that. Yeah, like it's a game. Like it's 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 like it's how the hell do you get the sneakers early? First of all, I know uh, I've heard Seth talk about it. Like you. You just have to buy them early. Mm-hmm. But like as soon as they're on stock, you're the first guy to buy them. Pay whatever the fuck the resale is, ten thousand, however much it is, and then you like review them, and then you maybe you return them. I don't know if he returns them. That's what I would have to do because I don't got that kind of money. <laughs> and my videos don't make that kind of money. Yeah, but um, it's just that's that's a really tough model, like what Fomer and and Young Buckets do. And you know you know who does a really good job, and he's probably one of my favorites is Chris from Wartesters. Mm-hmm. Him and his his girl, they they really do a good job. And no, yeah, I really want to get him on an episode because I think it's it's interesting because like he he does that really good. Has kicks also does it very good as well. Like that's a very good cool lane in terms of like what they do in terms of just like we're gonna actually wear this shoe and t- instead of being like this is like Harrison Neville does those videos and I mean this is not to like pick but I, I don't I'm not a big fan of Harrison Neville because it's his stuff is very clickbaity but he'll do the like I these are the five pairs of sneakers you need to have this summer and he'll show you these five pairs of early sneakers and I'm just like not a fan of that yeah he's he's smart um well, well, he's well, he's really he's gonna. I I'm I guarantee you, two three years from now, mm-hmm. he won't be in the sneaker niche. He'll be an entertainer, entertainer, mm-hmm. or he's gonna pivot in some kind of. It'll still be. He'll still have a little bit of that. You heard it here first. Brian predicts uh, Harrison just, Neville's gonna be the next Mr. Beast. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have the same manager. They have the same management company. So yeah, um, that's why like it's that style, whatever. And I don't. There's nothing. I don't. I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that. What he's doing is smart. He's mm-hmm. like setting himself up, setting himself up to pivot from sneakers to something else at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of it either. Um, I will say this, dude. Like, I've never from for the videos, and we've we've made. I'm. I've like I I have views. We have like a video about like the Air Force One that has like two million views, right? Mm-hmm. But we must have. We must have did some good for Nike. Nike has never reached out. Adidas that's, has never reached that's, out. Uh, that's Adidas. odd. The only brand that's ever reached out to us is Puma. Shout out to Puma. They reached out to us. They sent us like a little box. It was like a little book about the history of the brand and like mm-hmm. sent us some sneakers, a nice card and stuff. They actually reached out. So Puma is the only brand that's ever like just been like, yo, thanks. You know what I mean? And we've only done one shoe on one one video on Puma. So that, that that just for anybody who's listening, thinking about getting into the YouTube game or the content game, uh, or in terms of sneakers, like don't don't think like that. Seth and all these people are just getting shit sent to them all the time because it's probably not what it is. They're probably really like uh, paying resale up front, or they're like they have a connection with like some store mm-hmm. in town, some kind of deal with the store. I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a whole racket. Um, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. So we've never done. We've never done a sneaker review on the channel. It's um, it it's it's a little bit difficult, you know, um, doing that approach because you have to be real creative about the topics that you talk about. Mm-hmm. Like this last video that we put out was a complete dud because I felt like it was something that our audience would really like. It's the, about, the military, yeah, the military, modern, on modern footwear. Mm-hmm. And I talked about like how you know whatever it starts in like ancient Rome all the way until like now and. Um, and we talked about the GAT, the German army trainers. And, and um, I felt like it was fascinating. I feel like it's my best video ever. Well, one of my best videos. But it just didn't, like the idea 
the whole idea of it just didn't resonate with our audience. Like nobody mm-hmm. wanted to watch that video. So, um, so it's it's hard. Like when you when you take that approach, like I could try to figure out a way to just get like the lost and founds before everybody else and post a video and get like thirty thousand views and then move on to the next one, the next one, the next one. But I just it, that's just not in, uh, inspiring to me. No, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't find it inspiring inspiring either, especially because it's just like. It's like you're buying stuff that people are thinking are relevant, but then what are you like? Do you actually appreciate this thing after that? Like, are you just spending money for the for? The, are you are you just factoring it like, okay, if I spend this two three hundred dollars above retail or whatever, is that my budget for this many views? Like, that's I don't want to think like that. It takes the fun out of it. That's how they're thinking. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming. And it's fine. Like it's fine if somebody does it. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's just uninspiring to me. I read yeah. more creative about like, let's talk about like the culture. Let's talk about like, like what's really there. You know what I mean? Like what's like, um, I, I mean, I got a lot of shit for this, but the drug dealer video that I did. I was just about to mention the drug dealer video. I love that video. Thank you, man. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. One, I came, I, when I thought about that one, I like, I remember thinking, myself, I wrote, I wrote down the title because I always start with the title of the video. And I was like, this is going to get a million views. This is going to get a million views. You're right there too. A decade. <laughs> it was really hard to like find a narrative, but uh, um, I mean, because you know, drug dealers didn't take photos of themselves. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it was really hard. But I got a lot of shit for that. I was like, a lot of people are like, oh, just, you're, you're culturally like appropriating like, you know, black culture, all kinds of shit like that. Uh, I get a lot of shit for stuff like that. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I always have to be like, you know, I'm not white, by the way. I'm Mexican. Because mm-hmm. I always get called a white boy in the comments. But um, it's tricky, man. It's tricky because like there's all these little things in the culture that like you want you want to cover and sometimes you just can't. Like you just don't have your ear to the streets in that way. And it, that was one of those videos for me. I mean, I think it's because like your approach is you still talked about, you know, gang culture in, on the West Coast and and the the with the the Cortez, the impact of the Cortez, you know, so like I definitely think that, you know, you spoke from a personal view as well as also covering everything else, you know. Uh, so like, I mean, haters are always going to hate like, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean, yeah, I pay them no mind. Yeah, should, exactly. I did get a lot of flack for that one. <laughs> I still think. I mean, listen. If it's if you're getting flack for something, that means thing. you're doing you're doing something. You're doing something good. <laughs> Your next video should be like shoes only white people wear, and then for dec- by the decade, and oh, there you go. Boom. That video would kill. <laughs> I would get in so much trouble. It was politically incorrect. <laughs> shoes only Trump supporters wear. There you go. You just keep going, man. You just that, that's just like. That's just like two headline. That's too like box. Like you know what I mean. Like I, well, I don't want political in any way with the channel or anything. It's just. Um, a, I was just gonna say, but like, imagine you you do that video and you end up on Fox News like three weeks later. <laughs> you see that dude who ended up on Fox News? He made like he was a police officer who made like the. Uh, what's up? Black Lives Matter, but it's like whatever the cops want. All it's not all lives matter. Blue lives matter. Blue lives matter. He made like a. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. He went on He made a sneaker. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's like a fucking shitty ass shoe. Yeah. Real generic. It's got like what whatever, and he put he just put like stars on the on <laughs> the back panel and like a blue stripe. <laughs> I mean, just lucky it wasn't a Nike ACG boot. With like, with just like a blue check or something. Right. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh, but, you know, man. Like some guy, like, yeah, on there. Maybe I should, maybe I should, like, that's kind of interesting to have a goal, like, a, a like, I, I want a YouTube video to, like, get me on the news. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I feel like you were getting, you got close with that, the ESPN. There was an ESPN that reposted it. Which one? Uh, the video, the Jordan, I think it was a old, uh, one of the first Jordan videos you made. Did they repost that? I didn't even know about something, that. Something like that. I don't know. What is the video that oh, went crazy? Feature on ESPN in my bio. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm a thousand, maybe I'm probably a thousand percent wrong. But what's the one video that got reposted? Well, we, I always like, sometimes like, well, not always, like literally like every three years, I'll Google like our name mm-hmm. and all kinds of shit comes up like on Reddit. 
Like I thought the other day I like I searched our name on TikTok and there was all these like fucking videos and like a foreign it was like my it was like our videos and it was like somebody voiced over voiced over the video in like a different language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do that all the time, man. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> that's what tiktok is now so it's just like it's just tough like i mean i don't i like i'm on it but i'm not on it as much as to become as popular as i feel like a lot of people take their time to do and it's just like I, i'm always just like battling with like should i just do simple funny content or should i strictly stick to what the message of this podcast is and that's more about like building community asking questions that make you think about what you're buying makes you think about what stories you can find in in your closet, basically, and it's like. How is you, bro? I'd be posting on TikTok. Like, <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's like that's the climate right now. That's what yeah. you like. Like, uh, if you want to build community, like I would do that, just because, like you, you know what I mean. Like you just you have this. You already have the um the workflow and mm-hmm. the system to do that. Mm-hmm. Why not post produce with like like this conversation is whatever hour hour and a half however long it's going to be. You could just cut that up, make so many clips and just post them on there and put like subtitles and little graphics and find an editor overseas or whatever. And, and then you're off to the races. I mean, I do them all myself and they do nothing on TikTok, just so you know. So I've seen, they do I've, I've seen the ones. I, do you really want my advice on this shit? I mean, we could talk about it after the episode for okay. sure, <laughs> because I'm not trying. I'm trying to give your free secrets for free on the oh, on the, okay. on the podcast. No, but I gotta use it for me. I gotta use it for me. Okay. <laughs> um, I but I'm also curious of like you know, you know, you you're starting to push your content, but like, what is it that you would like to see more of? You know, like from other creators or from yeah. So, from like people, I guess, like people who, that are coming out and or like who who are jumping into this and because, yeah, because into like, yeah, talking about sneakers. Well, I just like uh, and for me, I just want people to be themselves and like not like the whole, because, you know, and we forget me and you like we're we're grown ups mm-hmm. and we're, we're like, you know, we have like self-esteem and we we've we've been through our, we've worked through our insecurities. We've, we've grown as people, you know I mean? We're mature. Mm-hmm. I'm 32 years old. I don't know how old, how old are you? I'm 34. 34. Right. So you, you know what I'm talking about when I'm saying this, but like when somebody first gets into sneakers, like it's, it's a real shame when, when it becomes like something, it, it becomes like a tool for them to, to uh, a mask for them to hide behind like their insecurities. Like, oh, if I wear these sneakers, I'm cool. Or if I wear these sneakers, people are going to think I'm cool. Or if I make a YouTube channel about sneakers, people are going to think I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of dangerous. You know what I mean? Because then you start like that really fucks with your self-esteem. So if somebody right now was trying to get into the game, just make sure you love it first. Make sure you love sneakers for the right reasons. You know, it's not for like, oh, you know, I have these Jordan, these Dior ones or whatever. Um, or I, I have the hottest, like, I, I just feel like some people, they get into it for the wrong reasons. and um, just if you love the stories behind the shoes or more importantly for me, if you love the people that you meet from it, like mm-hmm. I got to meet you in this Facebook group that we have, this private Facebook group, dude, I've made so many good friends through there. Um, like some of them, I had some friends come from Australia and visit me in LA. Like mm-hmm. I met them off the internet through sneakers, bro. Like through, through this shit. You know what I mean? And I, and I've proxied for them. Like, yo, there's these shoes in the States that, um, that you know, I can't get over here in Australia. Can you send them to me? I'll pay you whatever. And we there's like it's cool. Like you make all these really cool connections through it mm-hmm. because it is it is like we were talking about earlier about skateboarding. Like there's there's like etiquette and there's like you know it, it's a culture. And I, I feel like if you get into it for that for those kinds of reasons, like just to feel connected or belong to a group, that's great. And I feel mm-hmm. like if you're starting out, you should really first ask yourself why you're getting into sneakers or why you're about to get into it like heavy with the content and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, if, if, if when you ask yourself that the insecurities and all that, oh, I'm only doing it to look cool. I'm only doing it because uh, it makes it look like I have a lot of money or whatever, or to resell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if that stuff starts, doesn't come up to the surface and you should probably just make content and just be honest. You know what I mean? Just talk yeah. about it. And, um, 
yeah, just individual, like be your own person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that guy, uh, Frugal Aesthetics. No, I don't know Frugal you never Aesthetics. Well, he, he does like, he does some sneaker videos, but he just, he's, he's a huge YouTuber. Um, but he's just, he's awesome. He just, he's just like himself. Mm-hmm. He has like his own like witty, like sarcastic way of, of, um, of presenting things. And it's, it's really cool to see when, when you're with somebody who's just themselves, that when, when you see somebody who is just them, like comfortable in their own skin, it's like, that's attractive. And that's the kind of content that I like to watch. And I would, I just wish more sneaker YouTubers would, would show their character more or their individuality in a way. If that makes no. sense. No, it makes a thousand percent sense. Like, you know, clickbait, like we got into this whole, like just everything's clickbait. How do you get in front of people fast? How do you, how do you get people to click on your, th- your, th- your thumbnail and all this other stuff? Like, or get, how do you get, a, how do you quickly get on the for you page? I think it's now we're all just in this weird, uh, we're like funneled our way into this is the kind of content that we're going to keep pushing forward. And it's well, tough to like get out of that. There's nothing wrong with clickbait if the viewer is satisfied at the end of whatever it is they viewed. Mm-hmm. So, like if I made a video about a shoe with a hundred gimmicks, uh, there's a hundred hidden features, and I, I'm like, you know, I I, I break that down. I, I like I open the video like today we're going to be opening or today we're going to be wearing a shoe that has you know, uh, why am I like hover? What the fuck am I talking about? Like <laughs> like, like you know the Iron Man thing when you're hovering. How, how, oh, uh, flow flow hover. What, what a, no. It has a it the has repulsor a, repulsor. No. It has, has something crazy in it, right? Yeah. And you don't show that, and it's just like a regular ass black ass shoe with like two little gimmicks, mm-hmm. and sniff thing, whatever. Then that's not good. But if you if you that's what you titled your video, and like there's a clickbait thumbnail and looks gnarly, and the dude's fucking hovering over the water, or whatever, with some sneakers and shit with an Iron Man suit, <laughs> and you watch it, and that's what the video is. Even if it's not even that, even if it's like that video, like right now I'm working with a YouTuber. He's actually a big TikTok guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like consulting him kind of and we're, I'm helping him make his videos and stuff. Like even, even if you made a video like that and you failed, like it, you covered a little bit or maybe you almost got there, but at the end of the video, you're like, you know what guys, we tried our best. Like even that is satisfying because you're like, it's human. And mm-hmm. you, so you can kick click, clickbait the fuck out of whatever the fuck it is you want to clickbait, just make sure you deliver on the quality of the video and the story and that you're not actually baiting. I mean, you're baiting people to click in it and watch the video, but the, the viewer is, is, you know, excited to, to watch the video because it was like satisfying all the way through. So, I mean, I've, I, I, like I said, I'm obsessed with YouTube. So I always think about things like this and clickbait mm-hmm. is one of those things that always comes up and I'm always like, well, clickbait's actually good. Well, I mean it more just like uh, more of like you won't believe what Jordan sent me and it's literally the shoe that's coming out next week. Like that's what I hate. Yeah, that's pretty whack. <laughs> right, because like it's that's that's like a low investment or like a low energy type thing. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just, I don't know. It's, it, that is a little disrespectful. If it's the same ass shoe that everybody else got. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if it's like, you know, Mischief is like, yo, we partnered up with Brian from the, my Nacho's Average Finds. We got a shoe with 100 gimmicks. And then you do the Mischief. Look what Mischief get, let me do. And then there you go. Like, that makes a thousand percent sense. Like, I'm fine with that clickbait. You know anybody at Mischief? No. <laughs> anybody from Mischief is listening to this. Oh, yeah, they're big fans. You know this. Yeah, I know you guys are big fans. <laughs> Hit me up. We'll make a fucking... We'll make a fucking pair of sneakers that have like jet ski, jet ski fucking <laughs> them and some shit. As well, long as I, well, as long as well, I get to some I'll sort of content thing, I'll make a great video. Like the thumbnail will be all bright and shit, and it'll look crazy CGI. I can't wait to. I better get. The, I get. I better get a seated pair because like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna make my my TikTok video and be like. <laughs> I can't believe what Nacho's average find sent found, and I'm I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Marshalls. I'm gonna do the whole super go crazy. Like I found these at Marshalls. <laughs> oh yeah, remember when somebody found? I remember when somebody found the frag fragment ones at Marshalls. Mm-hmm. That was like a headline in, in the sneaker world. Do you remember that? Yeah. Crazy thing about that is I, well, like I said, I like photography. Mm-hmm. I met up with some photography friends, and one of them 
was uh, this guy, his name's Q. He's one of the admins in my sneaker enthusiast Facebook group now, but I met up with, I, I met him for the first time. We talked about sneakers. I told him I had a, like a YouTube channel about sneakers. And uh, I mentioned like we did like Ross videos and stuff. And he's like, yo, my brother was the one who found uh, those fragment ones. It was his brother. Mm. He actually, yes, he had a friend who worked at Marshall's yeah. uh, loss prevention. And he called him like, yo, I, there's these fragment ones here. Do you want them? There was two pairs. And my, my friend's brother, this is in LA. So he drove, this is here. He drove over there and bought them for like however much they were like 39 99 or something. That's crazy. And he, he kept one. I think he kept one pair and then he sold one to, uh, to round two. The, you know, the, the consignment. Yeah. He went to round two here on Fairfax and, um, mm-hmm. and came up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he basically paid for both shoes and maybe like half his rent with that. <laughs> I mean, I think they gave him like 800 bucks for one pair or something like that. All right. Maybe like ha- like a cheap rent, per, a quarter of a rent. Still crazy, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, super crazy. But speaking of that, I always ask another question at the end of every episode. And that is, what does the thrill of the hunt mean to you? Thrill of the hunt. What does that mean to me? Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, like in terms of like the sneaker game, it doesn't really mean much because I got into it pretty late. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the type to line up for, for, for shoes. but um, I, I see the appeal. Like I, I wish that was still, I, I, I just love people and I love like community and stuff. And I feel like a lot of great experiences can come out of like, if you line up for a pair of sneakers, everybody's like there, there for like, I mean, anybody who's gone to like a concert, whatever. And like had to wait in line for like five hours, mm-hmm. see like this, this band or whatever, like, mm-hmm. understands what that means. Right. Um, so like, I love that aspect of it. Like you go out, and you, you, well, I'm just, I'm specifically talking about like drops, like big drops and you like mm-hmm. meet people in line and you're it's like urban camping, urban camping, almost like you, you set up a tent and like you sleep there and like got your water, you got your snacks. Like that's really cool. I love that. I wish that was still existed in, in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like going out, to, well, I guess I can talk about thrill the hunt because me and my brother, um, would go to Ross and we mm-hmm. would go to different Ross stores and look for pairs of. Uh, it it was a, there was always a find of the day in each episode, and so we would go to like Ross and we'd find all these like decent like we'd find some Cortezes, maybe we'd find some Air Max ones, some cool things. But we we were always looking for like that collab sneaker, like or, like oh we found like these De La Soul dunks, which we did in one episode. Mm-hmm. That would be like our find of the day, and then we could end the video. It was almost like a in like a skateboard video, like an ender, right? Mm-hmm. The best trick. It was. Right. Always, and so I remember like when we would find it, it was like such a relief. Like, oh, we finally found, you know, what we were looking for. And so it was cool for that. But I, I never was like, oh, like I really want a pair of these. Um, the, I mean, the thrill of the hunt still exists for me in a way, I guess, online. Because like, did you, I don't know if you've, you've seen those, um, did they call them the Germanys? There's ZX8000 Germanys. They're like, the Adidas, these Adidas ZX8000, they're like gold and, and red. They almost look like McDonald's colorways or, or like Iron Man shoes. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted a pair of those like for years. And, um, and they recently um, routroed them. Mm-hmm. Just like ZX8000 Germany, and it'll come up. Yeah, that's right. It's like a bright, bright yeah. orange, bright yellow. Those are fire. Those yeah. are fire to me. And, uh, and I always wanted a pair. And like, I remember like just for me, the hunt was like, I would always check eBay and it was always hella expensive. And those kinds of shoes are like really popular in the UK or in Germany or whatever in Europe. And so I never, I was never able to get them. And then um, I just remember looking for them and finally they retroed them and I copped a pair like the day it came out. I was so nervous that they would sell out or something. They didn't, you can still cop them for retail probably under now. Uh-huh. But for me, that that's also like a, a hunt for me. Like just going on eBay looking for like a rare pair of Nike air stabs or something like that. I was about to say, if you a size 11 and a half, you get these, get these for $71 right now on SNS. You see, for me, <laughs> I love looking for deals. Yeah. Yeah. I love looking for deals. Like those, I love a good deal. Those, um, air structures I got back over there. I bought those from, um, for, I don't know if you, do you know who Tony diamonds is? No, I don't know. Who Tony Anthony Levine. If you're a real fan of sneakers and you're in the right place, you know that guy? I think I, maybe. I'm I'm have to- to- oh, dude. Yeah. I'm sure. Pretty sure you follow him. 
I think on Instagram is like his name is Tony Diamonds or something like that. But mm-hmm. he had a YouTube channel, but it got it got deleted. Some some hater like I reported him for fakes. He didn't have any fakes. Um, and like whatever, his whole YouTube channel got deleted. He had like a hundred thousand subscribers. It was really sad. Damn, that's Podcast now it's called um, Actual Fan of Sneakers with An- with Anthony Levine. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to. I think I maybe asked him to jump on an episode. Should he'd be happy to do it? He loves to talk. Um, and he told oh, me no. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, bad, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be. I'll hit him up again. I'll see how he's doing. I'll hit him up. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he he. Uh, I bought those off him for what, like sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sixty bucks, and the Air Max ninety seven, the Nintendos. Mm-hmm. Nintendo sixty fours. I bought those from for like less than a hundred bucks from him. Damn man, steals steals deals, man. That's what you gotta. That's the thrill for me. I feel you on that. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, so if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, uh, you could search Brian B R Y A N underscore Medeiros M E D E R O S underscore again, and then just on YouTube, just look up Notch Average Finds. Just put yeah. in Notch Average Finds. You can even put in like I make sure that like if somebody searches us on YouTube, just put in Nacho Sneakers. Cause that's how most people are like, Oh, Nacho sneakers. They don't, my, our name, we fucked up on our name. Nacho average finds is kind of long. Look at it. It's fine. It, 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 it rolls off the tongue. It rolls nacho, off the tongue. Nacho, nacho Adidas. It'll come right up. Mm-hmm. You'll see it. Your big orange icon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Thanks for jumping on it for everybody out there. You know, what we wear, you know what we say every week, wear your kicks. Peace.